Oh so. no, I need my. Yeah, hold on. You need your what now? I need. Uh, I have a document pulled up for uh, one of our uh, cross cross podcast promotions. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, just don't hold your phone near the microphone. I won't. Because you know how that goes. I do know how that goes. Are we? Are we live? Oh, yeah. Have we been doing it yet? Hi, everybody. can't tell. And welcome to If It's Gay, We Play. Welcome back to If It's Gay, We Play. The podcast that we missed very much throughout uh, a variety of injuries, both emotional and physical, throughout and the holiday season. Yeah, mostly the holiday season, which is like one long emotional injury. (laughs) I loved it. I had a great time. I got to meet Hannah's grandma and Hannah's brother. Well, the actual day was fine, but like you don't have to work in the service industry, so you don't understand the hell that is no, the holiday no, that's, season. That's very, it's a that's fucking very true. nightmare every year. It sucks so bad. You made it. I made it. I made it through. And now we're in the cold, dark hours of February and then late January. I was well. It's, well, except for your birthday. It's currently early January. Well, it will be that. late January. Yeah, but soon. you skipped right to February, and January has barely those begun. Depress- I'm just saying those are the depressing times between the all holidays. of January is depressing. Except for except your for my birthday. And January would be the fucking worst if I wasn't born in that month. And it's, yeah, it's well, often imagine how it is for everyone else. Yeah. Who doesn't, who isn't in your life. Yeah. Who doesn't love you dearly January or sucks. a fellow Aquarian. Um, yeah, anyway, so we're, we're here. If it's we're game queer. We play, we're back. We're recording. It doesn't quite, feels like it's been a hundred years since we yeah, last recorded. Yeah, and we're in a different room than what we normally record in. Yeah. So it feels very, um... I insisted that we record today on the couch <laughs> because did. I want to try out a different, more comfortable energy. And I insisted that I drag a dining room chair in here because otherwise my back would hurt very badly were we to record on the couch. I'm sitting on the couch, which is very comfy for me. It is much warmer in this room, generally, although I'm sitting right by the window. Mm-hmm. It's generally much more warmer in this room than it is in the dining room, and I like the lighting in this room a lot better. It's a lot softer. So, Hannah, how was your holiday season? Um, Kai, my holiday season was very good. Um, I'm Terry Gross, and my holiday season was great. Um, All right. No, it wasn't. It oh. was, I don't know. It was like uh, the actual day yeah. of Crumbus was fun, uh, and the actual day of New Year's Eve was fun, mostly. I just worked. And yeah, then you I worked came a lot. Home, uh, yeah, I just worked all the time, pretty much. Um but the like build up, as always, was a stress, an anxiety ridden nightmare. Um, that was not my favorite thing in the world. So I'm very glad it's over. Uh, every year I'm like, I'm determined to enjoy the holidays this year. And every year I kind of don't. So I've sort of s- tried to start start not putting that pressure on myself to enjoy the That's holidays. That's good. It seems uh, like you enjoyed them more this year than you have previous years because you didn't have that pressure. Yeah, because I wasn't like, because it, it kind of bummed me out because like when I was a kid, I loved Christmas and the Christmas season so much because I didn't have to like work or worry about it. And now that I've been working in retail and or the service industry for many years, um, it ceased to be as magic and enjoyable. <laughs> there were a couple bright moments. Yeah, no, totally, absolutely. But the whole thing just causes me so much stress. Capitalism causes me so much stress. I was talking to my therapist about how gifts are not really my love language, and that's part of why the holiday season stresses me out so bad. Mm, like receiving and giving gifts? Yeah. Not really, yeah. Yeah, like I love receiving oh. gifts, but like buying gifts for people isn't my love language, so it stresses me out to feel like I have to. You're pretty good at it. The season, I know I am. Thank you. Uh, but it uh, still stresses me out. I get that. I like buying gifts for people for their birthdays. 
Because then I only have to buy gifts from one person. Yeah, that and is not a whole bunch of people at once. Stressful. Anyway, Kai, how was your holiday? Um, Z. they were mixed. I had a very severe neck injury of my nerves early in December. A, a nerve injury, as they call it, but in my mm. neck. Uh, <laughs> and it How's kind of uh, went, what? How's your back? Bad. Pussy. Fine. Crack. Mixed. <laughs> also fine. Um. And I'm going to probably have to get a series of surgeries because, as many of you listeners know, I am disabled. And that is finally actually kind of hitting me as a reality again, I would say, because it's affecting my life so much this year. So 2019 is going to be the year of... um, Fix Kai's back. No, I was going to say being being more accepting and, like, provide my body more understanding for the way that it is differently abled. But, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. That too. 20, 20 spine teen. Whoa! Fix Kai's back. Yeah, except not that. <laughs> well, maybe. I, I don't want to say, like, the words fix. Yeah, well. That implies something's wrong. Well, it is, because it's causing you enormous pain. Yeah, that It's is. not wrong that you're disabled. It's wrong that you are in that's excruciating pain. No, that's that's not very fun. So yeah. we'll see um, throughout the episode. I have just taken my nighttime pills. Uh, so we'll see how those Guys, good, good nighttime. <laughs> my good, good nighttime pills. pills. Uh, so we'll see how that, that goes. But anyway, yeah, the holiday was actually very good. Got to meet Hannah's family. Um, spent Christmas Eve with my family. Um, had a very nice Yule. And then uh, New Year's Eve, we went to bed at 10.30 p.m. Yeah, it was great. I opened that morning. And then uh, we were going to have a party. And then it snowed Nobody a lot showed up. We had a blizzard in Denver, instead. So nobody, it wasn't really a blizzard, but we had a pretty, pretty, it was pretty close. heavy snowstorm. And so nobody showed up to our house. As all the people who had confirmed to be coming bailed. And so... Uh, I didn't bail. I was no, you were going to come, <laughs> and I love you, but you were going to be the only person here, and so I was like, don't make a stop. Just go on to your other parties, and uh, I was very tired, so we just went to sleep. Yeah, which was honestly probably better than having a party. It was great, yeah. Because I'm sleepy all the time. I would have loved to have had a party, but... But also, this was good. But this was great. Because the story of we we tried to have a party and then no one came sounds really depressing, like hypothetically, but in in the actual practice of it, like now that it's finally happened to me, I was like... That was pretty okay. No, it was great. Yeah. People would have come. I mean, nobody really confirmed. Very few people were confirmed to come in the first place. And then it snowed so bad. And the roads were a fucking nightmare. Because the Colorado Department of Transportation doesn't have any money uh, to plow the roads. So. So, um, Hannah. Yes, Kai. What is the gayest thing that you've done this week? Boy, howdy. Um, Did you forget that that was a question that I asked you? No, it's just I haven't had to think about it in mm, several weeks. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I got restless. So on. Um, restless? Restless, yes. That's how you said restless? No. Hannah got top surgery over the holiday season. Nope, still have those. Uh, I got restless and I uh, decided on New Year's Day to rearrange my whole bedroom. Oh, it was amazing. For better energy flow. And uh, there was something else I did on that day. I went and hung out with some friends. I got drinks. I walked through the bitter cold and snow. Yeah, dude, we pretty much just organized and cleaned the house. To get drinks with some friends. And uh, we had a brunch that day, I think, where we talked about critical analysis of something. Ellen DeGeneres' stand-up special, maybe? No. Uh, We watched that and it wasn't very good, but... I don't know. Whatever. We had a critical brunch. Yeah, we had a critical brunch. It was very good. Uh, what? What's up? Uh, what's what's uh, This is nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> now I can talk, and this is very easy. 
what's a critical brunch, Hannah? I'm glad you asked, Aaron. (laughs) Uh, It's a brunch where we critically discuss things. Like critical theory. Critical theory and like critical We use our critical thinking skills to critically discuss things over a critical brunch. Critically. Aaron gave me a, a... Finger guns. Yeah, finger guns is what that's understanding. called. Of understanding. That's gay. Yep. Oh, Aaron doesn't have a beverage mistake in front of him. That is true. Uh, we discussed, we were briefly discussing that. And then we oh, get sidetracked. we got sidetracked by my near, my... Your near arrest. Yeah, his near arrest. He's fine. He's fine. Um, There's a bottle of Cook's Brute Champagne in the fridge that I would brought... It's a steak on its own. Well, listen. You can mix it with this listen, uh, lemon water, Hey, Lou. let me finish talking. Is uh, I went to... We had a cleaning party at my place of employee last night where we drank a lot. And uh, I brought that bottle. And then to get it home, I put plastic wrap over the top and scotch taped it. And it's the scotch tape broke in the car and it spilled a little bit. So there's a possibly flat. You didn't tell me that. Well, it was only like a little tiny bit. It was my car. Uh, there's a possibly flat bottle of Cook's Brute Champagne in the fridge. Quote, unquote, champagne. Okay. <laughs> I think we can work with that. I also would argue that Cook's by itself it's is a mistake. mistake yeah, it's no, the I'm worst with you. Of all sparkling white wines, arguably. Um, so Aaron's gonna go get that Cook's, mm-hmm. so he has his his record. Oh, mix with UV blue. That's what he's oh, gonna do. He's, no. gonna, he's gonna mix it with UV blue, which that is actually a, makes me sick to think a about. Big mistake. So Aaron's gonna get his requisite beverage mistake. Kai, what's the gayest thing you've done this week? I'm glad you asked, Hannah. I've been reading this. Thanks, uh, Kai. This book uh, that I, I I bought like at the Tattered Cover a little bit ago. Um, tattered I don't support the Tattered Cover. I like the Tattered Cover. They don't like homeless people in Denver. Yeah, but neither does Amazon. You buy tons of books from them. So at least you're supporting a local business. Yeah, whatever. Um, a really long-standing local Denver business I'm when not, there aren't I'm, a lot of local bookstores yeah, left. Yeah, I'm not it's proud a mixed of anything. Um so I bought this book, and it's uh, called Trans Kids, and it's like uh, this uh, sort Where's of sociological uh, sociological analysis of the lives of, like, children who are as young as two and a half years old are going up to their parents and saying, I am a gender different than the one that I was assigned at birth. Can't you? How did two and a half not, even know they that? Say, they say, like, well, because, you know, we gender kids so strongly. Right. But... Kids are now apparently, like, given the free reign enough to have the words to be able to say, some kids, to be able to say, I'm a boy or I'm a girl, when they were assigned the, uh, quote-unquote, opposite gender at birth. Sure, 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 Um, sure, sure. And some parents are actually, like, being supportive of that, so it's starting this whole new generation of, like, trans kids or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, who are, like, transitioning, like, socially, and then uh, sometimes medically, like, as they're hitting puberty, um, Mm -hmm. like, they get put on blockers and stuff, uh... From a very early age, and they're being raised in a way that is not, like, traditional to the trans experience, quote-unquote, whatever that is, um, because the tra- they're being trans raised. Trans experience, TM, wow. Yeah, because part of the trans experience, as, as we've, tr- like, understood it for a long time, is you get socialized as a gender that you're not for many years, and then you're like, oh, I'm not that gender, and then you transition. But now these kids are being raised entirely as the gender that they are. And that's and and they're being raised by cis people, like they're mm-hmm. not really exposed to the trans community or like any queer community. The trans so, experience, TM. Yeah. So these these kids are like trans, but they're not 
traditionally tra they're trans. not trans in the way that we it's understand trans, trans to mean it's a new kind of trans so i'm reading this book and i'm really enjoying it trans it's been ages since i've read like new critical theory and i'm so stoked about it do we ever determine whether the author was in fact trans the author uh well number one the author in the first chapter of this book calls out people called, wondering whether they're trans or well not. what they said directly was Whenever I read a book, I always first look up the author and figure out if they are, like... Uh, if they share the experience if, that they're speaking to. If they share the experience that they're speaking to and or what, like, what they do. Like, What's if they're a professor, what, what are who are they? Like, tell me more about the author. Yeah. Because I think that, I that who is writing something really determines what that thing is, right? Mm -hmm. right, right? Well, especially for critical um, theory. Especially for critical theory, oh my god. So I looked into this person. They teach gender women's studies and sociology. Um, oh, no. Keep talking. I thought you were going to take a sip. Oh, I'm gonna. oh boy. Uh, I can't keep talking. Wow. That's not good. Yeah, I that's fucking really bet. Um, it smells like Powerade, maybe? Oh, boy. It tastes like piss. And in the first chapter of their book, they were like, I bet some of you even looked around like my book to try to see if you could find a picture of me to try to figure out if I was trans or not. And I was like, well, I did look at pictures yeah. of you on the internet to try to figure out if you were queer. And you do look queer. And they identify themselves as a gender deviant, which Ooh. is how a lot of critical theorists like identify because they're you know hoity-toity and shit because it'd be, they're like they're like i don't think trans or cis are like real man i'm gender right, deviant. like queer academics who are like somewhat removed from the the day-to-day -day mundanities of uh trans and queer experience kai is poking their face repeatedly i feel Get like me. you go really hard in the other direction though and you just like identify with like you're really hard in the other direction. I try to maintain, despite my queer academic proclivities, uh, a sense <laughs> of uh, a sense of groundedness in the actual community as opposed to the academic you're, community. Uh, yes. Pernicious and uh, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? Pugnacious. No. When I was Padlock. little, I described myself as precocious. Precocious. You're precocious queer academic proclivities i am delighted that you yeah, knew about <laughs> yeah close <laughs> was that bad that's great i am delighted that you knew that i would remember the word based on a childhood memory of yours yeah. because i do remember every single story about my friend's childhoods that they tell me pretty much mm -hmm. um so what's the other question that i ask what <laughs> game are you playing this week <laughs> Yeah, what are we? What you playing right what now? What you playing, Hannah? Um, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Let's Go. Mm -mm. I finished the main story. Oh wow, um, that quick? it's not it's not very long. It's like twenty six hours long. Hold on, mm. I have to burp. Uh. <laughs> um, and uh, so now I'm just trying to catch them all. Uh, which unfortunately, I was so like when you finish the game, this kid comes up to you and is like hey, there's all these, like, master trainers that train with a specific type of Pokemon, and if you beat them with that Pokemon, you get to call, you get a title, which is a weird thing. But that then they're also, thing. like, there's rumors of a super-powered Pokemon running around, which is Mewtwo, presumably. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Um, Love Mewtwo. Because you, like, uncover evidence of Mewtwo in the, um, whatever, the lab. Yeah. And, uh, but I was really high when I was playing that part, so I don't remember what the kid said specifically about where Mewtwo is, and I can't figure out how to get the game to tell me. Is he in the same place where he normally is? I don't know. In the other games? In Red and Blue? Yeah. 
I don't know. Where is he in the other games? Uh, I forget what city it is, but he's in that little cave behind. I think it's Cerulean City. Oh, yeah. So I'm in the Cerulean Cave right now. So yeah, that's probably okay. where he is. Because yeah. you can't go in the Cerulean Cave until after until you become after the champion. Until after the game, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so I'm in the Cerulean Cave right now. Well, that's where he was in the other games. Well, that's probably where I'll find him then. Well, okay then. Well, cool. Great. Um, I also started, I played about an hour of Hollow Knight, which mm, is very, very that? beautiful so far. Um, I, what else? Good soundtrack, I, I hear. I do hear, it is very, very good so far. Um, I, what else did I do? I bought Grease, G-R-I-S, Grease. I haven't played it yet, but I'm very excited to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been playing some Spyro, uh, Spyro 3, Year of the Dragon, is what I'm on. Um... I've been playing a lot of games. I've been replaying Mass Effect 3. I'm almost all the way through the Citadel DLC. Um, I'm spending a lot of time in the combat simulator because I didn't really play with the combat simulator. Mm-hmm. Combat simulator. Combat simulator. Last time I played the game, I just kind of did like Jack's thing. I was like, all right. Uh, but I'm having a lot of fun with it and realizing that there's all these like side quests that come it with it. It is fun. So yeah, it's a delight. I'm fucking around with the combat simulator. Then I'm going to do the party. And then I'm at Priority Cerberus Headquarters, which triggers the end game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I've been playing, those are the things I've been playing. I bought Wonderful. Florence. I'm very excited to play Florence also on my phone. Uh, Kai played Florence. Uh, Kai, what are you playing right now? Well, Speaking spoilers. Um, I played and finished Florence as well as uh, Donut County, and those are the f- two games that I finished this year, I realized, because it's... I have played a lot of games, but I haven't fucking finished any of well, them. Well, you didn't finish any games in 2018 because it's 2019 now. I That's what I meant. Oh, well, yeah, you started I said this gear. year, yeah, I, whoops. I started, I did not finish any games in 2018. It's a real point of shame because I am kind of a completionist, but I think that just overall... So anyway, I played Florence and Donut County. Um, Florence is amazing and beautiful, and I expected to like it less because it was straight people. Um, and that's, like, so shitty of me, I think, but yeah. I really was, like, um, I'm not gonna be as emotionally interested in this, but, uh, straight I was. people have feelings, too. I know that. I, I have a you lot love, of love, people actually, that I love. I know. Aaron's oh, his no. no, they, oh, shoot, jeez, I missed it. Um, uh, you love love, actually. I do. That's very heteronormative. Yes, it's true. I feel nothing. He feels nothing. Aaron feels nothing. Um. That might just be him. <laughs> that, that I feel an existential dread and a deep love for this stuffed cat known as Sweet Boy. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, that does sound about right. Sweet Boy is a, a big orange and white stuffed cat that Aaron brought me back from Japan. I want to clarify. It's not to say that I feel less for straight people. It's to say I feel more for queer stories. Sure, 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 sure. But this was a very uh, beautiful storyline, and I just really appreciated like the way... I was a little bit concerned because it was like, it's about a relationship. And I was like, okay, but I think it's actually about a person, which I think is really beautiful. I like that. Um, yes, me too. And Donut County is just a great, brilliant way to uh, exemplify gentrification through mm. a video game that's really fun to play. Cool. Like, it's a total blast. It's a little bit like, there were some puzzles that I struggled with, but it was only for like a second. I just restarted the level and figured it out. Um, it's not like really challenging or anything. It's just um, delightful, and the characters are very millennial uh, in the way that they speak. Um, I was like just on the edge of being annoyed at the way that it was. I was like, "Oh, that's obnoxious," but I'm not like upset about it, you know. Oh. Um, so that was that was just. I think that's how all millennials feel about ourselves. Yeah, that is. It, it felt Nobody like I was looking into a mirror. As much as, uh, millennials. It's true. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed playing both those games. That maybe like they were very quick. The fast casual dining industry. <laughs> Woof. 
uh, and the napkin industry. And the family-friendly restaurant industry. And family-friendly anything. Yeah, show me some boobies. <laughs> <laughs> well, also boob-based restaurants. Hooters, uh, not doing well. We've killed Hooters. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah we, we have. Hooters. We've killed Hooters. Yeah. I'm yeah, okay with it, too. We've killed Hooters, and we, we're killing um, the Tilted Kilt and those oh, kinds thank of restaurants, God. too, I think. I mean, if, if the Hooters is falling, the others will follow. <laughs> yep. Uh, Twin Peaks and the Tilted Kilt and what have you. So uh, both of those games are very short games. Uh, Florence probably took me around 30 minutes. Yeah, I've heard it's um, like 30, 30 to 40 to minutes. minutes. Yeah, and uh, Donut County... Took me probably around two hours, two and a half hours, um, and I was also maybe maybe actually one and a half hours uh, because I might be cl- counting Florence playtime because I played them one right after the other because I just kind of had an evening off and I was like you know I'll just play this game, um, and they're both very reasonably priced for the amount of enjoyment that they provide. Donut County is a little bit more expensive. Florence uh, is three dollars on Florence the app is three dollars and it is a beautiful work of art. I think it's available for Android and iOS. Yes, I believe it is. Um, And I don't know. I just fully recommend both those games. They're the first ones I finished this year. Very, very good games. Uh, Very good. So can we take a break right now? Yes, Aaron. Can I I mention some games? Yeah, Yeah, Aaron's playing games too. Okay, so um, I beat a game this year. It's funny that you mentioned beating games specifically. Uh, My sister and I started a game called Soma um, on the... 25th, the night of Christmas. Beautiful. Uh, of 2015, and we finished the game. Not because it's long, but just because uh, I very rarely get to go home. Mm-hmm. We finished the game on uh, the same, the last day that I. So we started on the 25th. Our last save was on December 28th, 2015. We finished it on December 28th. No, I just said it wrong again. I'm going to edit this out. <laughs> I'm Aaron, not. when did you start the game? I started the game December 25th, 2015. Uh-huh. Our last save was December 28th, 2015. We beat the game on December 28th, 2018. Three years later. Three years folks. to the day uh, for a game that, honestly, it did take about 20 hours of gameplay, but mm. um, it is a horror game. Yeah. Uh, Hannah's shaking. Hannah's not a fan. Shaking her head no. Now, let me tell you something. If you don't want to be all scared and have to run away from things, and you just want to experience the pretty uh, interesting plot, you can't. There are mods and settings for the game that make it so that nothing chases you. And a lot of people have said that this actually almost increases the like ambient horror of the game without ever like subjecting you to the stress. Of that like having, worse. <laughs> having to beat well, yeah, because then the monsters kind of like shamble around and like bother you and chase you, but can't hurt you, and so it's more like you kind of just want to avoid them out of like respect. Because the thing about this game is that it's well, I can't really say too much about anything <laughs> without ruining huge plot points. So you basically are somebody who goes in for a brain scan to deal with your stage four brain cancer at uh, like in 2015 in Toronto. And then you the wake year you started the game and then you wake up. Oh my God. Right. And then you wake <laughs> oh, up no. in the game in the year 2142 at an undersea science research lab. Okay. And you don't know what's going on. 
and the first thing you encounter is a robot that talks in a human's voice and wants to kill you oh, no. and doesn't understand that it's a robot. Um, I'm scared already. Yes. I'm scared and right so, now. Oh, man. And, well, the thing is, is it starts really spooky, and there's a lot of, like, what the hell's going on, but what unravels is a beautiful question, uh, like, a beautiful and challenging and really upsetting investigation of what it is to have consciousness and mm. what makes life and what makes humans human. Dang. And it's like really, yeah, like it, the ending really is a gut punch. So anyway, I would uh, I would highly recommend the game Soma. Thank you, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. Uh, we're going to take a brief interlude to do an advertisement. Yeah. A real life advertisement. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, oh, we're not getting... music now? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I was hoping Aaron would make it with his mouth because he's our music guy. Well, but he's not holding the microphone. Well, you so. can give it... To but him. But 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 that's good. <laughs> that's, that's great. That's exactly what I was gonna do. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. So uh, we're gonna do a quick cross podcast promotion. Tabletop Potluck is a diverse actual play podcast showcasing the wide world of pen and paper role playing games. Whether you're an experienced player or newbie, you're welcome to sit at our table and see what we've brought to the potluck. Tabletop Potluck is this really awesome like actual play and then review podcast where they t- where they play. I'm literally restating what they fucking wrote for me. <laughs> they play I, a game. On <laughs> they a play a game on a tabletop. Do they actually yeah. play it? Yes, they do. Uh, they do actually play and it. And then they review I, it. Yeah, uh, one of one of the uh, one of the people who was on the podcast reached out to us and asked us about some cool places to go in Denver, um, and yeah. we gave them some of that. And right. uh, yes, I didn't know if they wanted their name to be used. They also have a podcast. They so. also have. A, Yes, they do also have a podcast. <laughs> Hello, Ray. Um, it, it w- I was listening to a bunch of their episodes. I, like, binged a couple of seasons, and I ended up on, uh, oh, I forget what the actual name of the podcast, uh, the actual name of the game is, but it's, like, um, Monsters and Other Childish Things. That's the name of the game. And it cool. is, I think it gives a really good glimpse into what games I might want to play, like, with our friends, if we can ever get any sort of, like, Schedule or schedule people or in the same people room or in what the same have room you together, but it's just uh, I'm I'm in like season one and there's like two seasons but a bunch of episodes but it's just really delightful. It really uh, warms my heart to see such a diverse cast of individuals enjoying playing games together. I think it's just delightful, and I would fully recommend listening to them. They are available, I believe, on every uh, podcasting platform. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. So I would, go, I would go check you. them out. Yeah, check go them out check on them Facebook out. as well. Rate, subscribe. Mm-hmm. Check out their Facebook. Go like their page. Yeah, they have uh, they have really good content. They have some cute pictures on Instagram. Yeah. Send them a little thing, and if you found out about their show via us... Let them know. They would love to hear know. that. Yeah. It's, it, both of our podcasts still have very small communities, so it's still okay for you to do stuff like that. Oh, we just like it. Yeah, we I do just like we'll it. always like it. No, I intend to always like it. Unless, yeah. So anyway, that's uh, tabletop pot, pot luck. Tabletop pot, pot luck. luck. Go check them out. Bop, 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 bop. No more ads. I love that. Aaron, if there's any way you can just grab both of those and then reuse them. I can make that happen. Please, Great. and thank you. So Hannah had and some... I, some stuff I love that. You Wait, can like smells? Synths. Synths. You dingus. Oh, I, I, I read lips, okay? That is how I understand what yeah, people are saying. Yeah, but you also saying. read context clues, and you can't put scent into an audio medium, you dingus. 
Aaron's a funny guy. Sometimes he says surreal stuff. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's fair. It, that's fair. Thank he you. He does. So with Aaron, I never know how to contextualize what he's saying because it's. I like try to read his lips, and I'm like, "Oh, sense, yeah, okay, that sounds like." Aaron. I imagine you also have that struggle with me sometimes. Yeah. Um, I'm now <laughs> laying back on the couch, so we'll see what that does to my control. <laughs> oh um, boy! I also would like to confirm that the cooks that Aaron is drinking is in fact extremely flat. Which means none of the flavor of the Cooks is being masked by bubbles, which mm. is usually how Cooks is tolerable. And the base flavor of cook Cooks, when it's flat, is not good. Something else that I appreciate about Aaron's decisions is that we have an entire cabinet full of glasses. Like, very nice, like a variety of all sorts of different types of glasses. But Aaron always goes for our jars, our yeah. jar cabinets to drink out of. He's because a he's a millennial. Kai. Um, yeah. Yeah, when I well, you're drinking flat cooks and UV blue. You kind of got to drink it out of an olive jar, I think, legally. It's almost like you're in college again. Aaron is sort of always in a college of the mind. <laughs> That's beautiful, uh, Hannah. You had seg- you had some segos for us. Some segos. Segos. Yes, I do. Bring them out. Uh, Lego, my sego on my right. No, I'm not right. That's not good. Um. Um. <laughs> part of a balanced breakfast. Segos. Part of a balanced. Please breakfast. just whip them out. Uh, so why did you do, why, did you glitch? Oh no, I didn't even notice that she said it twice. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I wanted to talk about what our game of the year 2018 was, which yeah. is not to say the best game that came out in 2018. Oh no, the best game that we played in 2018. We don't play a lot of new games. Um, but our favorite game that we played in 2018. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Uh, ideally a game you played for the first time in 2018. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's probably Because, like, I replayed a couple of the Mass Effect games, but... That doesn't count. That's, That's a comfort game. Always. It's like eating a little bit of ice cream after a a big meal. Yeah, that's exactly what it's not like. Like eating a mac and cheese. It's like eating a mac and cheese. (laughs) That's exactly (laughs) what it's like. But a mac and cheese, it's like... Instead of trying new mac and cheese, you see and eat the same bars mac and cheese over and over yeah. again because you already know you like it. Amy's. Amy's. They have a really good vegan one. They do. So, Kai, what's your favorite game that you played in 2018? You know, it's funny, Hannah, is you told me that this is what we were doing and I did not put any thought into what my favorite game that I played in 2018 is. But I think that a pretty strong contender is Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines because I, I did not saying. shut up about it for a very long period of time. And it is a very good game for the time period that it was made in. Uh, very similar to a uh, tabletop role-playing game, mm. which I am very into. But a really strong contender for me now, even though I like just played it, and that might be kind of um, fresh uh, fresh, and like tailoring my, my views of it, is uh, Florence, because I think it it's is also probably... also didn't play it in 2018. Oh, no. Yeah, it's 2019, homie. Oh, no. So it can't be. I can't, but I played it before we did the episode. Doesn't matter. You didn't play it in 2018. Hannah. It can be on your list for this year, but it can't be on your list for last year. It is fair. I don't know what to tell you. Time moves ever forward. Stop it. It's, we experience time linearly. I don't know what to tell you. No, we're queer. We don't have to. Kai, it doesn't count. Vampire (laughs) the Masquerade was my favorite (laughs) game of 2018. Um, and it's because it was uh, it was so powerfully goth at a time where I really needed it to be powerfully sure, sure, goth. Sure, sure, sure. It was it's a very easy game to like go away from and then come back to, but it's also a really easy game to like play for hours because they're 
you can take a very straightforward plot path that only takes you like maybe 20 hours to finish it but there are so many little details in the game that you can go out of your way to explore so you can end up having like a more than fucking 40 hour playthrough or whatever because i ended up doing the side quest which is not actually a listed side quest but it is a side quest where you find uh nude photos of all of the ladies in the game mm-hmm. Match. Obviously, <laughs> because Christ. it was a fucking. So it's so very early, early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, and what's terrible is I don't support it, but I am a completionist, so I fucking had to do it. Yeah. I ha- and I, I don't like that, but boy. Did you actually finish that game? No, I told you. I haven't finished that game. I haven't finished that fucking game. The only games that I finished in 2018 are games that I didn't play in 2018. I, that's, that's where you're. That's where your straw man defense really comes apart at the seams, I think, is that you decided, you said, hmm, I could do literally all the other stuff in this game. I I have the main storyline to beat still, but I'm going to spend my time finding the nude (laughs) images uh, of these characters, but I don't support it. That's I would never the, do this if I wasn't a completionist. You say <laughs> you complete that before everything else you the have to do. The thing is, they're not actually nude pictures. They're just kind of suggestive. Well, you said nude, so well, that, that's money. how they are described in the game. He's like, "I'll give you a nude photo," and it's like just kind of a vaguely suggestive, suggestive photo. Pick. But I am a completionist, but I get overwhelmed by my own completionism and then stop playing the game entirely because it's too overwhelming. Yeah, you gotta get over that. I am now on medication that doubles as anti-anxiety medication, and that has been helping me a lot. So I will probably be able to finish that game and not even stress about it one bit. That'd be great. That'd be great. With or without the titties? With or without the titties. Um. Oh. Sorry. Our phone. Just our phones. Our, yep. our shared phone just went off. Anna and I uh, share a phone. Anna car alarm. Anna car alarm. Um, Going but off outside the window. Am I supposed to talk more about why that's my game of the year? No, or? you don't have to. Okay. You can also talk about why you love Florence so much if you want to, but it doesn't count as your game of the year. Well, I'm not going to fucking talk about it um, because I already did talk about it. But what other games did I play this year? I played Ring of Elysium a lot with mm-hmm. uh, Aaron and Charles. I remember that. That's a very good game. I'd like to play more. I would also like to play more. You played a little tiny bit of... You've, that's the thing is because you haven't like been able to play any games because of your brain or whatever, you played like a little bit of a lot of games. You I played, played Mass Effect Andromeda and I finished you it You did beat Mass Effect Andromeda in its entirety um, while you were recovering the surgery. And that was definitely a strong contender. However, for I just had to throw it out of the race. Ever um, because, uh, yeah, for worst game that I've ever played I in my entire life. I only beat games... Uh, or play a lot of games if they are either terrible and or made before the year 2010. That's true about everything about me, I think. Mm. I will only wear clothes that are terrible or if they were made before the year 2010. You're not wrong, necessarily. I'm completely right, actually. Um, you played a little bit of Sunless Sea. I, I, I actually, yeah, I've started a lot of games. I am really enjoying Sunless Sea, and I'm not done playing it. It's just been a couple of days since I last played it, which does sure. not really count like as week not, or no so. longer playing it. That's a couple days. Sunless Sea is a very good game also. I forget what year it came out. I think it was like 2015 or 2016 mm. or We've something. Both play, we both played Gender Wrecked this year. Gender Wrecked was an incredible game. Did oh we my play God. Butterfly Soup this year or last year? I feel like last... It was in the last winter, year. but was it... It okay. was last year. Um, yeah, it was last year. Okay. Gender Wrecked was great. I don't know if we played that this year or last we year. We did, because it was in the summer. Oh, right, right. This year has been a hundred years long. This year has been the longest so, year like, of my life. So, like, I was thinking about my game of the year just now, and I forgot that I played Breath of the Wild this year. Yeah, you played that this year. Because I haven't played it in a long it, I time. I haven't beaten it completely. Oh, you haven't beaten it. Uh, I've almost beaten it. 
I only have like 10 shrines left to find mm. and I uh, have the final boss. Assassin's Ganon. Creed Odyssey was also a very good game. Yeah, but you've only played like a little bit of it and then it started to stress you out. Yeah, it's very stressful. I don't want to play it anymore, but it's <laughs> a very good game. Um, so anyway, uh, Vampire and the Masquerade As Bloodlines discussed, game I might not actually like video year. games. I think I secretly hate video games. I actually like games. Um, it's, it's a funny joke because they're my favorite things on planet Earth, second only to Hannah, Aww. second only to Queer Theory. What about Tori? Third only to Aaron. And about Tori? infinite only to Tori. Does that mean say, that Tori's the best, or does that mean that Tori's the worst? Because I want it to mean Tori's the best. I was going to say, if you don't put Tori uh, on the top of that list, I'm walking out of this house. Tori's my... F- I thought it went without saying that Tori was the best thing about my life. Well, yeah, she's the best thing about all of the lives that she touches. Look at her. Look at her drink drinking her little water. water. And do her little stretch yeah. on the table. She's. Per- <laughs> Why'd you put your Tori on the table? You wanted to. <laughs> oh, That's stupid. It's really dumb. <laughs> Um, so Hannah, what's your fucking game of 2018? So again, this year has been a hundred years long, and I don't remember what games I've played. Uh, um, Breath of the Wild is up there. Breath of the Wild is a, a truly phenomenal game. It obviously came out in 2017, but I played it in 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is a game that actually came out this year, and that I played a lot of this year. Haven't played it in a little bit, but is one of the best games I've ever played. God of War, you played for five minutes. Yeah, I'm not putting that in the list because I barely played it. Oh, I barely okay, started cool, God cool. of War. Do you have it physically? No. No, it's digital, unfortunately. unfortunately. Uh, so I can't lend it to you. Um, you come over more. Spyro, the Spyro Remastered trilogy makes me deeply happy in a very specific way. Oh, it's fun to watch, too. Uh, it's been very fun to play. Uh, it's been very relaxing to play for the most part, except that there is a decent amount of tedious Spyro bullshit to do. Mm. So that's been less uh, relaxing, but by and large, it's been fairly relaxing and extremely fun um, and very nostalgic. And Spyro Ripto's Rage, I think, is the first game in my life, uh, the remaster, that I've ever beaten with 100% completion. Very proud it of you. looked like you were going to tell me a secret. To play Spyro? <laughs> yeah, like, like Spyro Ripto's Rage. Like, weed-wise, I would say if I had to do a weed rating for Spyro... It does become, it's very fun when I'm, like, a little high. It becomes very difficult when I'm really high. Like, I spent, like, almost an hour trying to do this boss battle that I just couldn't do, and I was getting so frustrated, and the next day I tried it sober, and I beat it in, like, ten minutes. Like the time that you told me I had to go to bed and that the souls were too dark. The souls were too dark, <laughs> and you had to go to bed. It was exactly That's because you were yelling at the dark souls. No, I was not yelling. It's more embarrassing than that. I was I was literally, I believe what Hannah heard was me going (laughs) at my TV because I didn't even have words anymore. And I'd be like, you motherfucking piece of motherfucker. And then it got to the point where this boss killed me for the 15th time after I was one hit away from killing it. Ah. And then, and then I was killed by it again. And I literally just went, and at that point, I got a text. Ding! <laughs> Aaron, I know the souls are very dark and that you're the only bastion of light in that world, but I need you to go to bed. <laughs> you have to Cause sleep because it's 2 a.m. And we share a wall. <laughs> um, a very thin wall, might I add. And then the next day, he beat it really easily. First try. Yeah. So that was all that practice that you got yeah. in. Uh, so, yeah. So playing Spyro uh, has been really, really deeply fulfilling. I also tie a lot of game memories and a lot of memories in general to, like, 
sense of place and mood. So like I replayed because I, d- I never beat it and I don't really remember it because I was playing it at a point in time when it was really dissociated. So I replayed the Banner Saga mm. when we were the first one when we were in Canada. And I just have really pleasant memories of playing that on the plane and just like in Canada. And that's a really, really good game. I, s- I started the second one, which I haven't played that much of because the Banner Saga is really intense and it makes you feel like you make a lot of dis- life or death decisions it's that make really you feel hard. really bad. Yeah. Um, it's not like technically very hard. It's emotionally very It's emotionally hard. very taxing. I had a technically hard time playing it because I think I'm very bad at strategy games. Mm, sure, 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 sure. I might be very good at them or very bad at them. I don't fully know. I think you might be bad. It depends on the game because I think you're good at Civ. I'm very good at Civ. You said you were good at Civ. I'm awful at Civ, but I'm good at Banner Saga. Anyway, I'm good at turn-based combat, but I'm not good at like, like inventory management and that kind of shit. Mm, You know, mm, like mm, like mm. resource management. Oh yeah, I'm great at that. Um. So yeah. So playing the Banner Saga in Canada was one of my favorite like gaming experiences. Forgot we went to Canada this year. Of the year, yeah. Um. What about uh? What about around your birthday? What were we doing then? What was I doing around my birthday? I'm asking you. What I'm did asking we do you. For your, what, what did we do for your I birthday I got a tattoo. Year? I got a Marceline tattoo last year because yeah. it's, it's almost my birthday again. Yeah. Uh, and I think that might be what I want to record this, this special that we've discussed. Oh, okay, for. cool. Because uh, I'm building up to being... We have Shakespeare shows this month, so I'm going to have to do some in- intense drinking anyway. Um, and I, it was a terrible experience. The tat- It's a great tattoo. I love the tattoo. But it was a really bad experience because I felt awful. I had like barely slept and I felt yeah. really sick. And if you already feel bad, getting a tattoo, especially in a really painful area like your bicep, sucks ass. It's really, I would not advise it. Um, so so actually, then we just hold on. I have a real question for you. And I had a really bad latte from. Yeah, that was play. really upsetting. I had that bad lemonade. Um, Hannah. Kai. Every single time that you have talked about getting a tattoo, you describe it as a really painful, a really bad area. And I'm curious, are there any good areas to get tattooed that, yeah. like, hurt less? A lot of places on your arms suck ass. The one on my forearm wasn't that bad. The ones on, my, like, my, uh, above my knees, like, on that squishy part, were fine. Taco Cat was fine. Uh, I don't like my shins, and I don't like anywhere it's really close to bone and or muscle is going to be extra painful. So adipose tissue is what you're going for. Sure, yeah, fatty tissue. Is that what that means? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, so my thick thighs. Okay. Thick thighs save lives and have less painful tattoos. It's just every time you describe getting a tattoo or tell me about an area that somebody has gotten a tattoo, you're like, oh, it's such a bad area. And I'm like. Well, tattooing hurts, you see. (laughs) But the forearm, the one on my. Your question is, is there a good area to do it? Uh, Yeah. But, like, the place where you got your, well, A, dot work doesn't hurt that bad. No, it This is not. not the conversation for our podcast. So, anyway, continue. I'm sorry. I, I found it interesting, and I feel like other people might, too. Around my birthday last year, you were still watching The L Word. Right. I don't remember what I was playing, because we didn't have the Switch yet, so we I wasn't We talked a lot about The L Word. Um, you also played Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. That was I, way more recent. That was in the summer, and yeah. I didn't, wouldn't say I especially enjoyed it. It was, like, fine. Game of the Year material? No. I've already said my games of the year, Kai. Stop trying to tell me what my games <laughs> of the year are. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, Spyro, and playing the Banner Saga in Canada. I'm sorry. We're allowed to choose multiple games of the yeah. year? Nobody told me that. All I thought you said game of the year. Too. I said, what were your favorite games that you played oh, this year? Oh, shit. Kai, <laughs> listen with your ears. They're bad. Li- your eyes. Read with your mouth. 
Wait, no, fuck. <laughs> okay. Read my mouth with your eyes. Fuck. I fucked it up. It was pretty good, though. I enjoyed it a lot. There was probably a big old audio spike. Yeah, Aaron um, didn't like that I screamed in the microphone very much. No, no. Okay. <laughs> He's fine. He's fine. Um, my, my points still stand, I think. What are your points? <laughs> About my games. Okay. You just put one. Yeah, but we talked about other games that I played. Yeah, but were those your games of the year? Or were those just games you played? Sunless Sea was my other game of the year. <laughs> okay, cool. Sunless Sea is a very good game. Great. I enjoyed okay, that very great. much. Cool. Thank you. Because you put Florence and Dunnett County in 2019. Which I'm very upset that you are telling everyone about, by the way. I, I could have just I could have just squeaked a, that one by. You played it yesterday, which was January 3rd. I don't know what to tell you. So what was your next question <laughs> that you brought for our second Sego? Uh, second Sego. Sego. Oh, gosh. Part of a balanced podcast. Um, you gonna say it again? My pivot. Love it. Go on. What are what is slash are the game? He'll turn two. Yeah, get it <laughs> like a snake. Lie down in the dirt. Uh, what is slash are your favorite game or games or your most anticipated rather game or games of 2019? I am ready to grab this microphone and shake it with how excited I am for Animal Crossing for the Switch. Animal Crossing is one of my favorite series of games of all time. I love Animal Crossing to the ends of the earth and back. Um. First time I played it was when my family was on vacation in San Francisco to visit my Uncle David. We were staying at a hotel that had a GameCube. And um, when my parents weren't paying attention, I did get on the GameCube and play Animal Crossing. And it probably a cost. hotel that had a GameCube? It was like the early 2000s, and I had no idea that was a thing that could exist. And I've never heard of it since. Mm-hmm. Weird, yeah. I, have, I went to both. Weird. My dad would specifically ask for one so that it didn't have to um, deal with it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I love that. <laughs> I'm so sorry that your parents I did. didn't. I stayed <laughs> in a condo in a in um uh, Breckenridge once. In a kid, uh, in a kid. Fuck, as a kid. <laughs> no. I, <laughs> I mean, I was a child. I was like twelve, and uh, it had a, a Nintendo, like a classic Nintendo. So it's not as shocking as you originally thought. No, I just, for some reason, it's weirder that it was a GameCube. So anyway, I played the original Animal Crossing on the GameCube, and I instantly was like, this is the game for me. And that uh, incident caused my parents to, like, get me a GameCube for Christmas and Animal Crossing. And that that incident, the Animal Crossing incident, the Animal Crossing experience, uh, that really, like, set off my love for GameCube games because all of the other GameCube games that came out followed, like, Pikmin and... uh, I love Pikmin and um, like uh, Super Smash Bros. and you know all the games on the GameCube. But anyway, so like Animal Crossing really started me off on GameCube games because before that I was just a uh, Game Boy kind of gal. And I have played every Animal Crossing since, including the shitty Animal Crossing that you can get on your little phone. Pocky Camp, um, which was fun for about it was fun for a week, and I loved playing it with Aaron and Hannah. And then we were all like, "Oh, actually, this game is boring and bad." I thought Aaron kept playing it. Nope. No, no, he didn't. Okay, good. But anyway, Animal Crossing is so sweet. It's just you're in this village with these uh, little animals. I'm just glad you didn't waste your time and money, Aaron. <laughs> you're in this village with these little animals, and you're just, like, doing stuff like fishing and, like, digging up dirt and fossils and shit and planting stuff and helping build a town. I think our audience knows what Animal Crossing is. I'm sorry. I really just... love Animal Crossing, and it's, like, <laughs> a really good game. I mean, I'm always here to squash Kai's enthusiasm. Um... So I'm actually my also most excited. anticipated game of 2019 because I was telling Hannah about this earlier in previous iterations of the game. If you are playing on the same console or like handheld device as other people, 
um, like hypothetically, like in your household, like if two uh, siblings were like sharing a Nintendo DS or something, you know, yeah. um, or any two people really. Well, I, I'm just picturing like whatever. Uh, so we would be in the same house. We would live in the same house, and we would like have different like bedrooms in the house, and we would design the same house, and we could leave each other little gifts, and we'd be in the same town, so we'd know all the same people, and we could write each other letters and give I each other money. I pointed out to Kai that's exactly like our real life, except there are fewer sentient talking animals in our real life. So I'm pretty excited to sort of role play in our our magic world where uh, whimsical animals can speak to us. I dream of a future Animal Crossing where they do not make you a boy or a girl. Mm, yeah. Because there's little characters, there's no real difference between both of them is, is Maybe the they thing. won't in this one. We don't know. That'd be really tight. Because um, what they do is you answer questions about yourself. I, I forget if they do it in the newest one. You answer like questions about yourself uh, to determine if you're a boy or a girl. So, like, if you type in your name, I, I like, type in Kai, and the, uh, the, like, bus driver, the ship driver, the train friend, um, <laughs> is... Conductor? No, not conductor, because it's somebody that you're sitting next to in a train. Oh, okay. Uh, the taxi driver. They're like, oh, uh, what, how do you, how do you like your name? And your options are cool, cute, or no, that's not my name. <laughs> and if you say... <laughs> And if you say cool, he's like, uh, strapping name for a strapping young muscle, muscular lad. That's God, weird. you're so strong. And, That's weird. <laughs> and you're Is like, he at you? oh, and you're like, you can say, yeah. He says yes. Yeah, well, you can, says a lot of things. You can say, yeah, or I'm not a boy. And then that makes you look different as a girl if you're a girl. Or you could say, yeah, it's cute. And then he's like, a beautiful name for a very beautiful and gorgeous and so cute young lady. And you're like. I'm not a girl. <laughs> I'm, I'm a child. Uh, Gee, mister. <laughs> that's a lot. Um, so that'd be tight if Animal Crossing didn't do that. But Yeah, or just like didn't determine a gender based on that. They just like, yeah, they just, just like, had, like, like characteristics. Or whatever. Because um, I think a, a fun thing with Animal Crossing is that you don't necessarily get to choose what your character looks like. Um, I just think that's fun because you, you just kind of get randomized and based on the uh, the things that you say. Fun of the party. I just think that's fun. I did kind of move my head the same way that Hannah was moving her head, which you cannot see either of those things. It's sort of a bobblehead wobble. Sort of a wobble. A you did a wobble. little bit of a uh, gay lisp. Thing. Yeah. Uh, I have that problem. Um, it's not a problem. You're gay. Uh, yeah, I have that uh, It's a glorious addiction. part of our, our culture. Thank you. Um, so I'm very excited for Animal Crossing, one of my favorite game series of all times. <laughs> the other day, Kai and I were in the car, and somebody was like, Trying to change lanes or some shit because nobody knows how to drive in Denver anymore. It's All terrible. Fucking transplants have moved here. It used to be a very pleasant place to drive, and everybody knew how to drive in the snow and everything was fine. And now it is a, it is a Mad Max style wasteland on them roads. And somebody's trying to change lanes or some shit. And Kai goes, "Do it or don't. <laughs> shit or get off the pot." That's what I said. Word for word. In that exact intonation, it was amazing. Not on purpose. Just how they, their homosexuality decided to express their discontent. I don't know if it was as exaggerated as you're making it was pretty exaggerated. Do it or don't. I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do. Oh, gosh. I'm trying to do visual design for an Orpheus thing right now. (laughs) And I was (laughs) typing. And instead of typing Franklin Street, because you were on that tirade, I typed. Two four three eight, South Franklin shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's exactly what it yep. is. Yep. Thank you, thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. 
Um, I'm actually also excited for that game because I've never played an Animal Crossing game except oh, for Pocket so Camp. Good. But I feel like I'm gonna like it. I feel like a cute and soothing game is uh, something I'm gonna enjoy. You'll either love it or you'll tire of it after like a week, and then you'll just leave me to it. Yeah, which is fine either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the Switch. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ, Darren! <laughs> so to throw my microphone at your teeth. Um. Um, What's your most anticipated game of 2019, Hannah? So here's the thing. Yeah, okay. Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming out this year. For real. I don't know, Hannah. It's actually supposed to come out this month. It is definitely coming out this year. I haven't heard any news that it is coming out. I mean, it has a set release date still that hasn't been moved yet. All right. It's supposed to come out this month. Okay. Uh, I am no longer, I can say pretty solidly that I'm no longer actually very excited for Kingdom Hearts 3. After... 13 years of waiting, you're not excited? Yeah, I think I stopped caring like five years ago. I just don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll play it, but I, I now I just kind of think it's dumb. Like, it's it's looking at the trailer. I mean, I, I'm sure I'll have emotions about it when it begins. And I hear the uh, Ut- Utara, Hikaru, yeah, Utara Hikaru song in the beginning. I'll just cry. Um, but Now, is it one of your favorite songs of all time from Kingdom playing, Hearts? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, a real club banger, that one. No, it is. Simple and Clean is a I'm not, is I'm a not being sarcastic. Banger. It was amazing when it came on in the club. It didn't come in the club. It came in at our house. We have heard it at a club. No, we have not. Kai, that hasn't happened. Like I said, was at a club without you when it came on. Where? I was at tracks. No, you weren't. With Bethany and Isis, I was. It did not come on. I, do I not, swear to God, it I did. I straight up don't believe you. I believe you. Thank you, I don't Aaron. believe you at all. It came on. I don't believe you. Mm. I don't believe you. It did. I do not believe you. And there's nothing you can say that will convince me to believe you. <laughs> I don't know what to tell but you. But it really, really did, Hannah. I don't believe you. Okay, fine. Keep talking. And um, <laughs> so I'm sure I'm going to have emotions about it because I will buy it and I will play it. And I'm sure I'm going to have emotions about it when I play it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I'm going to love it. And Allegra from the Polygon show, Polygon.com, said she played uh, like a couple Demo, levels of it. Demo, the Toy Story level. And uh, said it feels exactly the same and that she just jumped right into it and it felt like just being right back in it like we had not lost 13 years in between the second and third game. Mm. Um, but looking at like Sora and Goofy and Donald standing next to Olaf from Frozen just is stupid. It just looks stupid. I'm sorry. It looks dumb. And not cute. And I also don't like Frozen, but it, it just looks so goofy to me. I think it's it's sort of missed. That's funny. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. I know what I said. It's missed sort of its zeitgeist. I think like in the intervening years. Oh yeah, the years, young people that played it are like <laughs> old now. Are jaded adults. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. So I I am anticipatory of it, but it's not all excitement. Like there's an amount of like, will I find this will i enjoy this or will i have spent 60 dollars on something i think is stupid so that's not your most anticipated game in 2019 no. i guess no um i'm gonna pull up this list because i was reading i'm not just gonna like echo polygon's list but it gave me they do you know video game re- legitimate video game good reporting. reporting yeah we do just kind of uh gay dumb stuff which i love no i'm a big they've fan done, they've done industry investigation into what's actually coming out this year yeah well because um, industries actually tell them <laughs> yeah uh, I'm really excited for this game that Simone keeps talking about on the Polygon show, which is Sayonara Wild Hearts, which is going to be a rhythm game for the Switch. And I don't really know anything about it other than it's going to be a rhythm game for the Switch. How did you know that you love both those things? And I love the Switch, and I love rhythm games, and I love rhythm games on the Switch. So I'm very excited for that. Um, I'm very excited for... I kind of forgot about Anthem, which is that Bioware game that's coming out. Oh, I don't care. I tentatively care. 
I like, I don't know if I'm like, it looks really cool from what I've read about it, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it's going to be good or stupid. I mean, here's the thing. Um, one of our listeners, AJ, was telling me that they're concerned that like Bioware might go under as a company if people don't buy Anthem. So then we for sure won't get any more like Mass Effect or yeah. Dragon Age games. Or somebody so else will buy the rights to it. Our, but... Which would, I, I don't trust. Um, but also Bioware ruined Mass Effect. So um, whatever. Yeah. I would maybe trust would it more someone trust else. Trust a change right. of change of guard at this point. That's a fair point, Aaron. Like when Halo got a change of change of guard, and that turned out fine. I guess did that did that go well? Does anyone know? I don't know. I, I don't haven't know. paid I attention here. to Halo in a couple of years ever um, since Halo Three. But but if Bioware well, sinks or swims, I think it will be on its own merit. Yeah, point, no, it yeah. definitely will. Um, that's a that's a that's a fair argument. I could just see like kind of Mass Effect and Dragon Age disappearing, which would be really sad. But anyway, it would. But like quit while you're ahead. Sometimes you know. Yeah, man, I get that. Mass Effect so, Three and uh, Inquisition were very very good games. Our household should purchase Anthem. Is all I'm saying. Well, I'm gonna because I'm excited for it, as I just said. Yeah. Um, Tentatively, you said. Tentatively, I right now I'm excited for it. Yeah, I'm weird. I've never played a Devil May Cry game. I'm really excited for Devil May Cry Five. I think it looks like really fun batshit insanity. It is. All the Devil May Cry games are. I played mm-hmm. a bit of one. Um, I think Devil May Cry Four, and it was just um nuts, nuts. I'm excited about all the new entries and franchises where you can play as ladies. So I'm excited about uh. Tell me more. Uh, like the new Far Cry game where you get to play as ladies. Love that. And uh, the new Far Cry's okay. I can get into Far Cry. Yeah, I've never played a Far Cry game. I uh, I've played a couple. This one is I am into that. I would really like if Far Cry confronted some of their uh, colonialist history yeah. in their well, games. Yeah, pl- well, you get to play as two women of color, so hopefully oh, that that's will be partially, an improvement. That could, that could do. Uh, in the new Wolfenstein game where you play as ladies. I am so stoked about that, except I'm less stoked about the fact that they have been living under Nazi control for upwards of 20 years at this point. Yeah, but I'm excited for like a, a retro-futurist synthwave 80s game starting kick-ass ladies. That's no, really that's, up my alley. That's incredibly attractive, sexually uh, and in a video game context. I haven't seen anything about whether Cyberpunk 2077 is coming out this year. They didn't give a release date with their yeah. trailer. If they do, and it does, I, that will be my most anticipated game of this oh, year. Oh, yeah. Cyberpunk no 2077 looks amazing. Info about it yet. Um, I've been reading about this game called In the Valley of the Gods, which sounds really interesting. It's by the people who made Firewatch. And mm. it's you play as a woman of color and her also woman of color companion exploring in 1920s Egypt, which sounds really interesting and neat. Yeah. Uh, I haven't played Firewatch, but I've heard really good things. I have it on my I've Steam, heard good but it's too. part of my Steam graveyard of games I've never played. Classic. Uh, that I bought during sales. I might borrow that from you because I've been wanting to play it. Yeah. Um, I will play it. I'm just scrolling through. Sayonara Wild Hearts is weirdly the game that I'm most excited about right now just because I, it, it is concretely something I know I'm going to enjoy. Yeah. Um, it's not that weird if you know you're going to enjoy it. That's how I right. feel about Animal Crossing. Absolutely. Um, you got anything else? I'm just looking. Oh, this is interesting. There's a few interesting games that I just read about today, so I don't know if I can call them like Sea of Solitude. Uh, looks really interesting. Oh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice is mm-hmm. coming out next year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I I'm just started playing Dark Souls the other night when I was high, and I really enjoyed the experience. So... <laughs> Uh, but I don't care about it when I'm high. I don't care if I die. I'm if just I, like, I, oh well. If I, if I had the time and the energy, I would go back to all the. I would re-listen to every episode that <laughs> you shat on Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> it would add up to at least an hour of content. I'm sure. And it was vitriolic. And, and now to hear you say that. I think Hannah's real problem with Dark Souls was listening to you play it from next door. That's, that is fair. <laughs> uh, it was that. And also when I first played it, I really didn't like it. 
uh, but then I got high and I didn't care about anything. It could have partially been because I was laughing at you the whole time that you were playing well, you, it. My experience was really colored by you telling me how much you didn't like Dark Souls. I don't. And basically telling me not to play Dark Souls while I was trying to enjoy playing Dark Souls. So, of course, I didn't enjoy Dark Souls. So, I think you made me hate Dark Souls. That's a cruel thing to say. It's true. I don't think that I didn't I, say you were Hannah, a bad person. I'm just saying you were whispering you in my is that ear. I was not whispering in your ear. You're sitting next to me on the couch talking about how stupid this game is as I was trying because to play. I don't like it. Here's the thing, Hannah. I think that you are not a person who gets your opinion from anyone else. So it is very That's hard for me to believe. What are you talking about? That's the most true thing that I've ever said about you in my I whole life. I think you were Yeah. Cool. You just grab an opinion from the ether and you hold just onto it like it's a life preserver. So you dearly. just grab onto it from the ether and you hold onto it like it's a life preserver and you the Titanic is going down beneath you. So I'm pretty sure I you developed that, your own opinions about actually. Dark Souls. Now, in general, that is true, but it is very hard to enjoy a piece of media when somebody is I'm sitting not next gonna to you argue with that, openly but talking about how much they don't like it. If anyone could do it, it would be you, is my There's point. There's many pieces of media that for a long time I thought I liked or didn't like based on who I watched it with. Or like played it with. Or I think it. the opinion that you are holding on to and grabbing right now is the fact that I convinced you to dislike Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> I was being, uh, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Hyperbolic, was, perhaps. Thank you. I was being hyperbolic in that moment, but it really did Hyperbole, influence Hyperbole, perhaps. Yep. It really did influence my experience of playing it. I'm sure it did. Um, yeah, that's what we're going to play at 100%. Yeah, the, the hyperbole. Uh, hyperbole. Uh, no, that really but. did ex- influence my, ex- like, the, it was not an enjoyable experience to play, partially because I a, thought we were, were having fun. I was not having fun. A, you laughed at me every time I died and because B, you laughed at funny. me when I couldn't figure it out and C, you kept talking about how stupid this game was as I was trying to figure it out. You were dying in funny ways. Well, yeah, but like I can enjoy that on my own but not when I'm trying to figure out the game mechanics and you keep talking about how stupid the game mechanics are. Well, okay then. Play without me. I did and I enjoyed it. Great. <laughs> so there you go. You were also high as another factor. Is yeah, I was also high, but I was also playing it alone. And so I was able to just have a pure experience. And I was like, oh, actually, I kind of like this. Uh, and I'm playing it on Switch so I can play it on my bed, which is great. Um, oh, Untitled Goose Game also looks great. It's going to be a game where you play as a goose and you wreak havoc. And that's the whole premise as far as I can tell. It reminds me of all those other games where you like play as a goat and you wreak havoc. Goat Simulator or like you... and Octodad yeah, and like Kitty I Catastrophe. don't care about games where you play as an animal and you wreak havoc anymore i'm gonna be honest like i love animals fun. i love video games what yeah are you trying to stealthily hold on because octodad okay could um, be considered a stealth game because you're trying to stealthily be an octopus without right. anyone knowing you're not Do you a dad. Want me to look at some uh some uh okay here, I'm going to watch, as a producer, I'm going to watch 10, ten minutes of Untitled Goose Game Play, and then I will get back you. to you, okay? Great. Well, I can also just, <laughs> I can also just, just kind of narrate it. So right now the goose is, <laughs> this, please, no, 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 just please, for a bit. <laughs> just, I think I have some good color to add to this. No, I think you do. So um, the first thing I notice is that this goose has exited the pond, and I would describe its walk as mm, sensual. Oh, uh, it's a sachet, and um, there's also a prompt on the screen that says press ZL to bend down. So a lot of sexual undertones with this goose. Now we have a goose it, trying to solve the puzzle of how to get into the garden. Uh, you are able to drag with your beak. 
this actually looks very fun. So now to solve this puzzle, you had to pick up the radio, the cassette player, so the man will come unlock the gate and get the cassette from you, which then lets you into the garden. And then you can go eat the things in the garden. Uh-huh. Because your goal is to eat fruit. Oh. This looks very fun. This actually you sounds have a series than of, most of those other games. You have a series of, like, tasks, and you have to, like, actually, there's, like, it seems that there are different level missions. It's also in a very cute style. It's I like It's not that. in the kind of, like, ugly 3D style. Oh, um, I'm sold the now. Are in. Yeah. No, this looks very fun. I'm a fan. My big, my big thing that I don't like about those, oh, you're an animal and you're breaking stuff, is it just reminds me of all those other games where you're just something and you're breaking stuff. And I just, I don't... You just don't like breaking stuff? Uh, no, I mean, you I do like breaking good. stuff. But no breaking stuff. No open world. No no video games. <laughs> yeah, I like do I not said, like I think no this is games. the year we discovered Kai doesn't actually like video no, games. No, all I'm saying, <laughs> I do like open world again because now I'm on anti-anxiety medication, which Jesus allows Christ. me to enjoy video games. You've lost your decibel privileges. <sighs> Sorry. Wait, which one of us? Kai. Kai. My apologies. <laughs> um, no, Untitled Goose Game looks like a, yeah, it's a game where you have to like yeah. solve puzzles as a goose, which is funny. That sounds amazing. And then you have to like hide from people because they'll chase you away and you can't eat the fruit if they chase you away. It's just those, the, the goat game, it doesn't have any point. It's just you. Well, yeah, it's just a sandbox just to play yeah, around just, it. And I just don't, I just It's don't. just a toy to play with for a little bit. Yeah. And that just doesn't seem to have any, uh, that doesn't hold my attention for very long. I do have ADHD. Well, yeah, so do we. So random bullshit scratches a particular itch sometimes. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. So any other games, Hannah? Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Aaron, what is your most anticipated game in 2019? (laughs) I loved punching that. Um... Uh, well, wait. I didn't even say my favorite of 2018. Yeah, just gave a wreck. 2018, you might as well. Um, hmm. Okay. See, I talk a big game. I uh, I request to be involved in that. Um, and then instantly have no game. And then instantly have no. I got no game. <laughs> um, so. Uh, <laughs> what about Soma? You played Soma, and you sound like you really enjoyed it. Yeah, but I didn't. I I did really enjoy that game, but I, you know, maybe it is. It was kind of an art piece. Red Dead was really fantastic. Honestly, honestly, this is a bit of a cop-out, but I will say that for me, personally, <laughs> Battlefield Five really scratched all the itches that I ever want from a video game. It is something that I can enjoy um, while I just want to, like, get high and just kind of, like, play a game. It's something I can enjoy when I really want to, like, be a competitor. Um, it's got a lot of content and... Um, maps coming out for free they've made a statement that they're not going to charge for expansion packs this time around oh that's great i really hope they stick to that because i spent upwards of 150 dollars on battlefield one because oh my it's God. like the only multiplayer shooter i enjoy um or up until battlefield five and so now they've made all these announcements they're going to like release new content for free and they have like uh, special events um so i think they did a lot of good work on it, and we still have new game modes coming. Like they're releasing their battle royale, but they're trying to tune it up. Um, so yeah, I think that's my game of the year. And then my most anticipated is probably the steampunk. I would say, however, cyberpunk. So yeah, sorry, cyberpunk. I was so curious what you meant. Okay, so it's not necessarily coming out this year. Um, I really like the look of that uh, cool. 
uh, samurai game. Sekiro. Yes. Is that the one? Not the not the one with the demons. It's the Dark Souls people, but it's yeah, yeah that's the one. It was the one with the cool like one-on-one samurai in the, battle in the fall in the, leaves. In the yeah, leaves that's, one. that's the one. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm less excited about the dark because I think yeah, it's kind of yeah. I I will enjoy that one and I will buy it and I will have a good time, but that's not my most anticipated because I kind of get it already. You <laughs> know. Fuck. Aaron, you keep just games okay. that you don't know. You know what? The other one I was about to pick, also I don't think coming out this year, it was the one that the Borderlands Fallout crossover looking oh, one. one. No, yeah, yeah. What is that? Who's that by? Didn't it's you send it to us? It's not Bethesda. Is it? Bethesda. Bethesda. Something like that. What Sp- it? Ocean. Something with the ocean? No. No, no I ocean. Keep specifically it's the no ocean. ocean. No, it's just me that thinks it's the ocean shit. Um, space Ocean Odyssey. Nope. Oceans die twice. Oh. Oh. It's on the, here, give me my microphone back. It's on the way down. Spider-Man. We need to get Aaron a microphone. That's my phone. We need to get Aaron a microphone because whenever he needs to talk, I always have to not talk <laughs> I know, for I a little love bit. It. It's my favorite And I thing. am the host of the podcast. Okay. You're the other host of the podcast, but you don't ever get your mic taken away. Yeah, no, you're right. It's just, uh, it's just you said that very um, singularly. Is all I'm saying. Well, I'm saying Aaron is not a host, and I am a host. That's what I'm saying. Aaron's, Aaron's, our Aaron's not even gay. Friend. What? 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 Did you know Psychonauts Two is coming out next year? No, are you kidding me? Next year is in 2020. No, it's in 2019. Sorry, this year. This this current year that is happening. uh, Psychonauts Psychonauts. Two is. Is it the Outer Worlds, Aaron? The Outer Worlds, Aaron. Yeah, it's from the Fallout New Vegas people. Yes, and then also uh, Babylon's Fall looks fucking. Babylon's Fall looks really cool. I'm excited for the Outer Worlds. That looks fun. Yeah, the Outer Worlds looks cool. Babylon's Fall looks really cool. A million dollars to like buy all the games. Yes, I would love that. Mine I'm most excited for about games in 2019 is to see what games are going to be announced. Like, I'm so excited for, like, like this is what we know right now. Like, imagine how many cool games might come out this year. Like, Last of Us 2 might come out this year. Like, there's all sorts of cool shit that might happen this year. I'm stoked for E3 this year. I'm very stoked for E3. Um, uh, can we talk, can we describe what the Outer Worlds is? It's like a kind of, it's like a Fallout Borderlands kind of. Can't <laughs> any more any more detail? That's the, pretty specific. The, the art style is kind of like Borderlandsy, and it, it's the art style I would say is very Fallout New Vegasy, but the yeah. the sort of humor is sort of Borderlandsy. Yeah, okay. And the world, yeah. Yeah, like a corporation owns the whole thing, and then you're just like fighting within the corporation or whatever, and you get to make choices and stuff. I don't know. It looks yeah, really and fun. it has this kind of like 1950s like space futurist aesthetic. Yeah. It looks cool. I'm into that because I'm I. Do not care for Fallout 76. I did not purchase the game. I have no intention of purchasing the game. I was very disappointed by the game because I um, love all the Fallout games, as we've talked about before. I've talked about a couple of them. And uh, when Fallout 76 came out this year, it was just... um, I heard reports of, like, a game ending, like, glitches, like, unfun. Well, yeah, when it first came out. Yeah, but uh, still now. Like, mm, unfun. It's still pretty new. Yeah, it is. But still, I mean, like... They have a it's very bad Bethesda. track record for making online games because The Elder Scrolls Online was one of the worst online games that was ever made. Um, a lot of people still play it and love it, though. They're wrong. I, well, okay. Well, no, they're not wrong. Who's having declarative opinions now? <laughs> hey, I, I, 
I have two more segos, brief segos, hey, BT dubs. 93% of Google users like this video game. 93% of Google users like The Elder Scrolls Online. Are you serious? It hasn't had a lot of updates, and it's a lot of very popular well, Twitch okay. exclusively streamed. That's fair. I have not played it. When Upon first release, The Elder Scrolls Online for the first couple of months was very bad. Well, like, yeah, but you can't really judge an online so. game no, by its that's first definitely couple fair. months of release. I was, I was very excited about and kind of impressed by the gameplay. It was lacking some things I wanted, but I didn't have the best review mind because I was coming down off of two tabs of acid um, for most of my 10-hour uh, playtime. Sure. Well, that gives you definitely a different view. Um, but anyway, I was just very disappointed by Fallout 76. Um, so I want a new Fallout game is what I'm saying. Yes, it's not going to happen this year. I mean a Fallout-esque game, like a, like a Fallout type like yeah, yeah, I sure. need something to scratch my yeah. Fallout itch. Sure, 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 sure. And I need something to scratch my Bioware itch. So hopefully Anthem is good. If it's good, I can envision it being really, really fun. Like an, a, like a like a uh, Bioware does Borderlands type of situation. I thought that it was not going to be at all focused on like roleplay. It has single player storylines and like character choice. Really? Yes, I just read about it today. Uh, I'm... I'm not like doubting you. I was just saying, really, is in like, is that wow? Okay, because I I was under the impression that it was just kind of like, uh, like a Halo type shooter. No, it's got it's got play, char- uh, character choices and oh, stuff. Well, in it. there you go. Says the thing I read. Um, so I have two other you mini mean, Segos. Segos, Hannah. Little, little baby Segos, like those little baby waffles little that you waffles, get, and there's yeah. like four stuck together, those. and they're yep. little. They were very tasty. Got the blueberry ones. Yep. Um, what is your gaming resolution for 2019? Oh, your new my year gaming, gaming resolution. resolution is to finish You can games. have more than one. My, one of my gaming resolutions is to finish games. The other one is to uh, devote more time to being willing to, like, just chill and play a video game. Yeah, which I think, uh, those, are, those are definitely hand in hand. Um, because I, uh, I recently left my job, so I'm very excited to be, uh, having more free time now. Um... And my other resolution is to spend more time playing games with friends. Hmm. I really like Jackbox games. We just got Mario Party for the Nintendo Mm -hmm. Switch. The new Mario Party is really fun. I like it a lot. It has a uh, co-op mode, too, and non-competitive co-op mode, which sounds pretty fun. I love that. Um, Even though I really like the competition of Mario Party. Even though I am a Mario shark. Yeah, Kai is a fucking Nintendo shark where they're always like, oh, I'm so bad at Mario Kart. Oh, I'm so bad at Mario Party. And it kicks my ass every time. I was really Hustler. struggling. I, well, okay, so in my defense, I said I have not played Mario Kart in a very long time. And then I kicked Hannah's ass. And then I said my... Uh, and then they kept saying, oh, it's look. And That's fucking not. Shut up. And then I kept saying my motor coordination skills are bad. So I'm going to struggle with Mario Party. And, and then, then they handily won Mario I Party. I won Mario Party, yeah. Anyway... <laughs> my gaming resolutions for 2019. Yeah, you tell me. One is to finish more games also, because I'm bad mm. at finishing games, but not because I get stressed out by them. I just, like, don't... Go on to the next new thing. Yeah, I just go, like, yeah. go play something else. Like, I haven't played Assassin's Creed Odyssey in a little bit because I bought Spyro. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm bad at... It's not that I'm bad at finishing books. I'm bad at uh, reading the books I already have because I buy new books and read those instead. Yeah. Like, it's the same kind of thing where I'm trying to, like, read. I've been doing this last year. I'm going to continue this, trying to, like, read everything that I have on my bookshelf before I buy new books, yeah. no matter how excited about the new books are. And I'm also, one of my life resolutions is to, like, read more books, new books, and it's also to play more new games to, like, actually be current in what's happening in video games. Um, as opposed to just replaying Mass Effect over and right, over Right, as opposed to just again. replaying Mass Effect and Dragon Age over and over and over again. 
Um, I my other gaming resolution is to play more indie games and not just uh big AAA games. That's a good one because some of my favorite games uh of this of this year so far and of the past year have been indie games. Mm-hmm. And the Switch has so many, it's such a good platform for indie games, and there's so many oh, cool yeah. indie games on it. Playing uh, Donut County was one of the first times that I really, like, sat down by myself and played with the Switch, and it just felt really good. Like I, I love the Switch. It's, like it's it. such a good console, yeah, dude. Yeah, it was really fun. So, yeah, more indie games, finish more games, play more new games. Um, also, like, read new more new books. Keep on the up and up with being conversation with literature and, like, write more and stuff, but that's... Not gaming. It's just like in all of my life, I yeah. want to engage more. Like listen to new music and stuff. It's like not just listen to the same fucking. Like next year, I want my Spotify top played to not be the Mountain Goats and the Decembers. <laughs> I am pretty okay with that. Or I want to keep it, but I want to also have more new stuff in there. For me personally, um, what is your podcast resolution for this year? My podcast resolution for this year is to not yawn while I'm talking. Um. Uh, get far less stressed out when we are late. Yes. Um, because this is not our full time job yet. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, and to uh, and I have really bad seasonal depression. And I have really bad body. Mm-hmm. My body is 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 bad. Um, and I have some uh some procedures and like surgeries coming up, so that might mess with our um. Our schedule a little bit, but we'll see. Uh, so bear bear that in mind. I also want to, um, I think, come prepared with more theory because after graduating from college this year, um, last year, fuck, I really was kind of burnt out on, like, theory and, like, doing research and, like, reading theory and shit. Um, but now that I'm reading this book, Trans Kids, again, I'm like, man, there's so much to this that I could be bringing to the podcast that I think would really change the way that I'm engaging with this, with this media content. I think that I can stand to critically analyze my games a little bit more because as evidenced by the fact that I am searching for titties Titties. in Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, I'm not really thinking too hard about like what the game is trying to tell me, like what message is trying to convey. So I think that's like podcast and gaming resolution that i have sure hannah what are your podcast resolutions for this coming year oh and can we have a little, little goals uh aren't those resolutions? i guess so um <laughs> i guess i want to uh i want to engage with the listeners more and differently yeah absolutely that's yeah that's part of that's all we're talking about is resolutions great great um i want to do that i want to be more engaged in our social media i want to i would love for us to get on a consistent recording day i want that too um at some point when we all have a little bit more settled lives i have a consistent word schedule for the time being so um so it's a little bit of housekeeping but it also is going to keep us accountable if it's on the air (laughs) um and i want to just come more prepared in general and whether that means just like actually playing new games or and not just playing the same games over and over again or like doing research on it and just come more prepared um kai last sego sego what is your gay, what are your gay resolutions for 2019? My gay resolutions for 2019. Well, I want my beard to look less stupid. Mm. And then as soon as it starts looking less stupid, I um, am probably not going to have it very often. Sure. Because uh, I think the whole point of it is to be kind of goofy. <laughs> but then as soon as it like shows up, um, 
I I don't think I'll I don't think it'll stick around for very much longer because mm. it keeps getting me mistaken for being a man. But in some scenarios, that's safe. So I don't know. Um, I want to have more queer potlucks. Uh, I want to see more gay movies. I want to read more gay books and queer theory. I'm really behind on like gay fiction. Sure, yeah, um, me too. Oh my god, there's so many really good sapphic and non-binary fiction that's out there mm-hmm. that I just haven't read, partially because I don't really have the money to. Uh, speaking of quitting my job, I don't really have the money to like be buying all those new books sure. and everything like that. Um, so I've been reading a lot of like older books from used bookstores that I'll pick up. Um, and I want to kiss a girl. Mm, that was gonna be one of mine. Yeah, also. I, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't done that in about two years now, and I, I'm not sure true. what. It's been like a year and change. With it's 2019. I'm aware. It's the very beginning of 2019, okay. and it a was year and change, whatever. Uh, almost, almost two years. No, it's like a year. It's late 2017. I know, Hannah. <coughs> I'm just saying. It was not late 2017. It was. No, it was early 2017. Like, all right, fine. All right, fine. Hannah. Anyway, um, I would also like to kiss a girl uh, or just family. Well, actually, yeah, I, I just want to kiss anyone. Kiss I'll, say, I'll, I'll say that. Uh, a person I'm attracted to would be great, um, which is part of my gay resolution to keep my head out of my ass and uh, build healthy relationships with people, mm. uh, both romantic and non uh, and really commits to my relationship anarchy polyamory where I take each relationship as it is and try not to force any relationship to be what it isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to uh, do engage more with the community in terms of like, I don't know if I'll have time to volunteer this year, but like stuff like that. Oh, I will be volunteering this year. Um, I want to... I want to take transgender further. I want to keep yes. doing gender fuck. Yes, so I want to do genderfucked again. I just want to be gayer, you know, but like in a conscious way. Like I feel like I get gayer every year, but like this year I want to make a dedicated effort to be gayer. My resolution for this year is to become a 30-year-old dyke who's really tired of people my age. Mm-hmm, even though you're going to be 24. Yes. So, which of us is closer to 30? Aaron Dupuis. Nope. False. Sweet boy. I am the oldest person in this room. Sweet boy might be older than you. I no, he's no. not. Sweet <laughs> boy is the youngest person in this room. Yeah. Uh, Tori. Tori is twenty years younger than I am. That champagne. All right, this is not a funny bit. Let's <laughs> end it. Um, thanks for listening to our podcast. It's called If It's Gay We Play. You can find us on any place you like podcasts. So you can find us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Rather, you can find us on Spotify. Find us on Google Play. You can find us on Cast Forum or whatever. You can go to stickpokeprod.com slash if it's gay we play and stream us from the website. You can also listen to other shows on the network, including Encyclopedia and Grandma. This is Grandma's House about sort of what makes people the way that they are. Keep your eyes peeled for Orpheus Music Fest 2019 announcements. Keep your ears peeled for Spatial, a podcast about how. Geographic data relates to lived experience and social uh, issues. And keep your mouth peeled for reading. Yep. Also, what? yeah, because remember when I said read with your mouth earlier in this podcast episode? It's a reference. It's a, it, it's a callback. <laughs> uh, keep your ears peeled for a horror podcast. I'm going to be starting with my friend Wendy. I hate horror and she loves it. Aaron and I are going to talk about uh, it after I'm this. So 
Aaron, Where, keep your ears peeled for when Hannah tells you tells about you her plan. Uh, about you, this horror podcast that I'm going to start where uh, Wendy's going to make me watch horror and document my reactions. I'm not excited. No. But I'm, I'm excited, excited for the listeners. I'm not excited for my ability to sleep. Can I just watch the horror movies with you and not be a part of the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Did you watch Bird, Bird, I I watched watched Bird Box? I watched Bird Box and I want to talk about it. Well, not on the podcast because we should wrap up. I'm already doing my wrapping up things. We'll talk Can about it. I've never had horror uh, horror movie nightmares ever in my life, and Bird Box gave them to me. Bird Box is a bad film that takes advantage of uh, disabled people as a trope. Yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> that part gave me terrible nightmares. So anyway, I, I just would feel bad saying anything about Bird Box. So anyway, we're ending feelings. the podcast now. Yeah, yeah okay, okay. Follow okay. us on social media <laughs> on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Gay Gamers. G A Y G A. Expect a new Instagram M-E-R-Z. image from me. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to spell the thing so people could find us, and you talked over me, you <laughs> dingus. Anyway, Gay Gamers with a Z. Look out. Follow us on Instagram because Kai does these really incredible, like, just trash chic uh photoshop images that are are you're kind of known for it if <laughs> if you're not following us on instagram you're really really missing out on some it's high quality visual it's very comedy. millennial and, and you can edgy, see what we look like if you're rustic, into that sort of thing and or both. don't see what we look like because there are some podcasts that i listen to where i'm like boy i would be really disappointed if these people don't look the way i think they do I bet we look exactly like you think we do. Yeah, we probably do. Um, did you know that also an important announcement for our audience is that all the Food Network content is on Hulu if you have a subscription? No. <laughs> Speaking of rustic and deconstructed. No. Uh, we're ending the podcast no. now. Um, go watch Cutthroat Kitchen on Hulu. It rules. Um, listen to Tabletop Potluck while we're throwing out yeah, random Yeah, please listen to Tabletop pot listen to. Potluck. That one's more important. Uh, support queer media. Support queer podcasts. Support One day we will have a queer podcast uh, empire. empire. Give your queer friend five dollars. They need coffee. Yeah, iced yeah. coffee. <laughs> Give your queer friend five dollars to buy iced coffee. I guess, even though it's January. Maybe if you live in the southern hemisphere, it's summer. So anyway, we need to end this podcast please, now. Please God, release please us from this podcast. We keep love you so much, and uh, keep playing gay. Keep being games. And fuck shit up. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. 20 by teen. 20 bitches. by teen, bitch. We love you. Um, 20 cry teen. Let it out. Frankenstein teen. Monster. And the...